0: All right everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. The Avs keep that winning streak going with a 5 to nothing win over the Chicago Blackhawks. That's the good news, but with any good news just like this season has been, there is some bad news and would you be surprised if I told you it's another Avalanche injury? This time, Evan Rodriguez. Lot to get to on this episode. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you.
1: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody,
0: welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day I'm your host Chris Maselli with me as always Mr. Shaggy Von Doom Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter. Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns and opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. Follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube and sign up for our subtext. Subscribe to uh, subtext where you can chat with Kyle and I one-on-one. Uh, link to that is in the show notes wherever you're listening or on YouTube. Um, a lot to get to today, sir. Jared Bednar gets an extension, so we will talk about that. The league uh, inks a deal with Fnatic for 10 years to take over the jersey rights or jersey making, whatever you want to say. So uh, it's been fun reading some uh, comments on on the Twitter machine about that. So we'll get to that, but we're going to start with the most recent game. That is uh, obviously the abs uh, a couple of days. Now took on the Chicago Blackhawks win that one five to nothing. And it's, it's the I, I'm, I'm kind of liking this easiest schedule in, in the league right now, because, but what the avs are doing with it is what they should be doing with it. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're not being tested all that much. Toronto was a good test. Uh, and even Ottawa was a pretty good test in it. You, you being up on a team and that team coming back on you and you needing to sh- shut down that comeback. Uh, but for the most part, the abs are taking care of business. They did it again uh, against Chicago to bring this winning streak to six
1: right now. Yeah. And that was something we used to complain about with the avalanche last year with quality of opponents like this and <clears throat> playing down two opponents Um, they did it a lot to Arizona last year on the cup run and Arizona beat them every time. Mm -hmm. And this year, I mean, we end the week playing Arizona, so we'll see how they do against that test. But to see the avalanche doing business, doing what they need to do. And honestly, this is a, a solid effort that gets you a five Oh score when you could have easily tried a little bit harder and made it double digits. <laughs> but it's it's honestly, it's just the Avs doing avalanche things and the scoreboard reflecting it and not playing down and taking a breath because the momentum is crazy with this team right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could have had at least six with uh, Nathan McKinnon, that just crazy save by Staylock. He just stuck yeah. his stick out and it just hit the, the shaft of his stick. Uh, That that was just a wide open net goal that uh, a Hail Mary is what happened there. Right. But even when that happened, I think the score was, was only one to nothing when that happened, maybe two to five, if I can't, I can't remember exactly when, but it was early. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you didn't have the feeling of like, oh man, I hope, I hope we, that one doesn't come back to haunt us. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not trying to be cocky about it or anything like that, but you just feel good about the rhythm that this abs team is in and and they're doing it and and once again man this fourth line yeah is is bringing some energy and i know a lot of people are on alex newhook and a lot of people are are you know, hoping that they get rid of him they're not getting rid of him people like it's it's not I, I just don't see it happening i shouldn't say it'll never happen uh maybe down the road who knows but this offseason, him being a restricted free agent and being 21 or just turning 22 Um, if you don't know by now, the Avalanche don't do this. They just don't give up on guys this early unless it's part of a package that they just can't turn down, right? (laughs) They're not just going to give them up for nothing. Um, And I don't feel like long-term Alex Newhook's role will be on the fourth line. But for this year, he's kind of played himself down to that. And if this is the line that he has to play on with uh, Galchenyuk for now, and uh who um who else is he playing with um it's galchenyuk new hook and is
1: that not malgan that's no
0: no malgan got brought up they they brought the uh, nieto nieto no Nieto.
1: yeah Um, that's right because malgan and we'll talk about him in just a minute he's getting top six minutes yep um talk about opposite when it comes to new hook and malgan like yeah playing yourself (laughs) down and when You're it comes to expectations, up. like Malga was just going to be a role player, like stick him in. He's going to be fine in that bottom six. And now he's playing where New Hook should be, who was talked about all offseason. This is his 2C role, and it's right. his to lose. And he has, and he is on centering the fourth line. Talk about two different uh, play styles right now.
0: But this is where, like, uh, this is just where you ride the hot hand, right? Right yeah. now, Malgan is the hot hand. I don't feel like Malgan will be a regular on like the top six one, because there's so many injuries on this team and he's just there's no room for him on the top six. And I just don't feel like he, he he's the type of guy that can continue this for a full season. He's playing great right now. So you ride that, Yeah, know, Newhook played himself down to where he is, but where he is right now. Like, uh, dude, I was again impressed. It brought energy. They just, you know, they they kept the uh, the puck in in the offensive zone, which led to a Curtis McDermott goal yeah. in his first game back. Like when stuff like that is happening, the top lines will take care of themselves. Yeah, and when you get the bottom line doing that with a a McDermott you know, who obviously is playing defense, but bottom pairing defense goal, it's just you, you, you
1: just it's just a well oiled machine right now on what the Avalanche are. Yeah, you got two goals from Mulligan. You got Curtis McDermott opening up the scoring and was the lone goal for a while. And then you got to see LOC also tally a goal. And then Miko Rantanen doing Miko Rantanen things. This is what you want from the avalanche. And going back to your Mulligan comment about you don't think it's sustainable, what I'm looking for is the playoffs and how he reacts in the playoffs because 100%. This is what he could do if he could translate this to the playoffs, he's going to earn a spot on this team. But if not, this is get ready to uh, type this into Google. Does everybody remember Joe Colburn? Mm. That little hot stretch that he had a couple years ago for the Avs. And yep, because it, it's reminiscent of that run that super Joel Colburn had, but if he can't, if Mulligan can't translate this in the playoffs, it's just a good story. And do you remember when? Yeah. I mean, I I'm rooting like heck for the guy.
0: He's fun to yeah. watch. He's got talent. He had that, that goal that he made uh, on that pass from uh, Natchuskin. It was like a three on two and he kind of crossed when Natchuskin gave it to, to Val who gave it back to him and where he had it it was kind of a tight angle mm-hmm. and he roofed it you know, and like that's not an easy shot to take and he has offensive ability i'm not saying that he's just going to fall off a cliff but um we we're just in a we don't know period right now with what the playoffs I, th- I was thinking the same exact thing man what can he do in the playoffs you know how everyone was fine with giving up uh, andreas england because yep. we don't know what he can do in the playoffs. The same goes for Mulligan. I'm not trying to bring the down the guy down or anything like that. Just we don't know. Like we hope and and that he can continue what he's doing and be that guy who turns it even up another notch in the postseason, but we don't know right now. Yep. So enjoy this because he's been, you know, one of the, the best pickups that they've had um this year easily, including the entire trade dead trade deadline season. Uh, but but this is you're just playing with house money right now with him and it's 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 fun to watch it, it, when a guy gets in a groove uh whether it's miko Rantanen, who's on the verge of 50 or you know Dennis Mulligan, you know two different uh you know kind of one's a superstar one's if you don't follow the avalanche you' probably never heard of the guy uh but both of them are putting on a show right now for the abs it's yep. been fun
1: yeah, it's, it's a definite hot streak, and it's something you also want to keep in mind. We're playing teams like Chicago, Montreal. Yeah. Like We're talking about the weak spot of the season. Once this team gets tested, can they step up in those moments? That's what you're looking for.
0: Yeah, and if there's one play that I liked with Mulgan. He turned the puck over, bad turnover in the offensive zone, and uh, Chicago took it the other way. And I can't remember who had it on Chicago, but he he laid a nice hit on the guy. Yeah to jar the the puck loose he didn't knock the guy over because whoever it was was is is. I mean, malgan's a small dude right yeah. he, he, everybody towers over him but he got back he got back he made a check so the Az could recollect the puck and, and go. so it's just he doesn't get down on himself i made a bad play forget about it immediately go back don't don't do a line change stay out on the ice and go make another play and get the puck back that's exactly what he did he's, he's playing sus- like
1: He's playing like he's on a one day contract every day. Yeah, very true. Very true. So, all right, <clears throat> let's hear from FanDuel
0: and then uh, we'll get into more of this game. And then, uh, obviously, we have some stuff to get to with Jared Bednar um, getting an extension. And the bad news of this game Erod concussion protocol. But first, we have Fanduel, and the tournament is heating up. I deleted the app, dude. I don't know if you saw on uh, Twitter. Yeah. I, I record, I screen recorded my phone, deleting the app because all four of my final four teams are gone. None of them made the Sweet Sixteen. That's that's why I don't bet people, but you can go download the Fanduel app, America's number one sports book, because new customers get the no sweat first bet. Up to one thousand dollars. That would have been me, uh, and bonus bets back <laughs> if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three pointers drained. But and aren't you're still in it, right? You you picked Tennessee, aren't they? Yeah, Are they Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. they still in it.
1: Yeah. But how's your final four? Is your final four it's, still in it's, I think Tennessee is the only thing I have left in my That's final four. This has been a wacky tournament, man. This is why we wacky. do a
0: hockey show. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet for up to $1,000 and bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. You can make every moment more with FanDuel. It's an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, let's get to uh, some more on this game. I, you know, we, we just glossed over the fact that Miko Rantanen is, you know, on the verge of getting fifty, and it hasn't happened for a while in Avalanche world. Um, he got the third one of the day on the power play, which made it a score three to nothing. is forty seventh. It, it could be one of those things where he gets it all against Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Ooh, like, because if you get two, I mean, he's got to, you know, get the hat trick to do it. Uh, he's due for a hat trick. I don't know if anybody's ever due for a hat trick. It's that, almost like a, an impossible thing to like predict, but why not? Now? Why not now? Right. You know, because if you get two and you're sitting on 49, uh, then maybe that starts to mess with you a little bit. So, but if you get if he gets two, I felt like the ads were kind of trying to feed him the puck a little bit more towards the end of that game against Chicago just to get him one more, just to just to get get so maybe against Pittsburgh's a little bit easier. You don't have to go the hat trick route. Uh, but I, I just kind of was watching like some passes and Nathan McKinnon was giving up some some chances that he normally takes. Uh, to to kind of cross-ice it <laughs> to, to Miko. You mean I, Nathan, I McKinnon, do it.
1: Nathan McKinnon, the guy that uh, sat on 99 points one year and mm. just could not get that final point? Mm. Well, he got hurt, I think. I think he had
0: 99. Um, and then he did – if, if I'm not mistaken, I think he got hurt, which is – <laughs> he, might, he might have played a couple games at the end. I got to go back and look at the the stats for that – or the games for that season, but he should have had it should have had, and something prevented him. I think it was an injury.
1: Yeah, and Duchy got 100 points and Nathan McKinnon sat on 99. That's yeah. just hockey's silly yep. too. So Sports. <laughs> Sports. Um so we'll see with that. You know
0: who you know who could have had a hat trick in this game when we already mentioned him was Curtis McDermott. Um he only had the the one shot on goal um which turned out to be a goal. But he had some looks, man. He he had some good looks, and those shots got blocked, or he shot it just wide. Um, He is not not afraid to unleash, and I like that about
1: him. Why not, man? And we talked about that before he went down with the injury, that he's starting to get more confident in his shot. Like it was a 50-50 chance on if it was going to hit the net or be completely wide or he'd whiff it completely mm-hmm. but he's yeah. he's gaining confidence in his he shot is. and
0: he's he's paying off he is I tell you man wow uh and it's nice that he can go out there and because everybody knows him as the you know the bruiser and they'll just put him out there if he you know he needs to maintain order or stuff like that but add a little bit of offensive prowess to his game and and he's out there for more than just one thing yeah. which is nice to see. So uh he had some shots and he took them and he didn't pass up on them. And you know, the one went in, why not? Um Stats for the game. The, uh, are you laughing at something? Yeah, it's, laughing?
1: it's Curtis McDermott. It's like the useless Pokemon that evolves and learns one more move. And you're like, Hey, I could use this more now. For- <laughs> <laughs> why? What's his Pokemon name? Uh, he would we- probably be Metapod. Just sits there and harden. That- <laughs> perfect we got to make a
0: card for that um so the abs outshot the blackhawks 32 to 27 you know you had um alexander georgiev what looked looks good looked mm-hmm. good I and mean, there there was some some good shots on net for him that he he was he's playing great um we were talking before we we hit record he's now tied for the league in shutouts right yep. um with five. And the amazing thing about that, I don't have the Washington capitals, uh, you know, game by game in front of me, but I remember seeing uh, Darcy Kemper being at the top of that list a while ago with five. So he hasn't had one in at least a couple months. They're not easy to get, not saying like, why haven't you done this? But you know, (laughs) you, you, you think like, uh, God, I want to say it was around the beginning of January if I'm not mistaken, that that he had five. So Georgiev has caught up to him, and he still is flying under the radar. Yep. And I think he will for a while because you're going to have like this is a Connor Hellebuck, uh, Andre Vasilevsky, uh, and Igor Shusturkin league, right? Yep. And it will be for, for as long as those guys are. In league. And and rightfully so, they are the top of the line. Um, but when you have guys like. Georgiev that are playing well and the numbers back it up, and who just kind of fly under the radar,
1: it's kind of like that's par for the course when it comes to the apps. Yeah, it's it's you kind of expect that being the Avalanche goalie, the last one to get any kind of awards hype was Varlamov, and that was because the team was bad in front of him, and he literally had to win games for the carried him through that
0: season definitely.
1: And now it doesn't matter who's the goalie; it could be Keith Kincaid, and you the it's one of those that we'll talk about, like with Bednar coming up. Well, with this roster, you should be doing this. This is expected of you to get shutouts and have good performances. It's never, it's going to never going to be your gift. It's always going to be who's in front of them, the talent on the roster when they win, it's never you, but when they lose, it's your fault. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But uh, I mean, at least for he's beating, he seems that he should beat. you know what I mean? Like you can't let in, if this is a 5 nothing game, you can't let in four goals yeah. against a team like Chicago and, and make it a game. So um, good for him. Another shutout. He got the number one star of the game, obviously. I love that. You know, He's deserving of a number one star. You get a shutout. You know, you likely should be unless someone had like a hat trick or something like that. But Dennis Mulgan was the second star, and Curtis McDermott was the third star. With all the firepower we have on this team, and Cale play playing this game because he's out with a little owie, shouldn't be too long. But you still have, you know, uh, McKinnon and uh, you, uh, Rantanen. And uh, you have all these guys on the team still, even Bo Byram. And those guys got star two
1: and three. Take a your, picture your, of it. Your team's on you know, on a good roll when that's happening. Take a picture of it in the words of Indiana Jones. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> Hanging in the Louvre.
0: <laughs> Um, all right, let's take one more quick break and then um, we'll get to Jared Bednar. He got, got another extension. And uh, of course, Fanatic is now the jersey supplier for the NHL. <clears throat> but first, if you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications uh, or excuse me, yeah, for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. And with Indeed Match, as soon as you're, spon- you're a sponsored a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. With Instant Match, over 90% of employees- employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job post, according to Indeed data. And start r- hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com/slash locked on. The offer is valid through March 31st. So go to indeed.com slash locked on to claim your $75 credit. That's indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire, then you need indeed. So the best coach in the league, without a doubt, is Mr. Jared Bednar. We all know that. Uh, don't want to admit it for outside of the Avalanche fan base, uh, but you all know it. And uh, not only is he the best coach in the league, he is already, in my opinion, the best coach in franchise history. And, you know, he's got the wins to back that up, obviously. But uh, what he gets out of his players nightly is just incredible. And this is another season where, <clears throat> with everything going on with the injuries, it's as much a credit to the players on the ice as it is to him and the system and everybody buying into, we can still do this. Like, let's work with what we have here and and look what's happening, right? Took a little while to get going, but they're cruising right now. And they gave him another extension, a three-year extension for for Jared Bednar. Um, I guess it's no – maybe the only surprise is it's not longer. You know what I mean? I know you don't really – most of the time, you don't extend coaches for too long because it's a thankless job. Most of the time, because yep. you know, you're, you're <clears throat> when you're hired, you're just waiting to get fired, basically in the coaching world. Uh, but if anybody is as locked in and comfortable as a coach
1: to a team, it has to be Jared Bednar. And you know, I think when it's all said and done, I mean, Bednar has won a title everywhere he goes, whatever level of coaching he goes, he wins the championship. Yep. And depending on how everything finally ends in 25 years when he retires <laughs> from the avalanche, he might be a Hall of Fame coach. He very well could be.
0: Very well could be. I don't I don't see why not. And and we were talking about, you know, Nathan McKinnon and uh, Miko Rantanen, Gabe Landeskog, all those guys, even, you know, sooner or later, we're saying the same thing about Camel Carr, wanting to spend their careers with one team. You don't hear about it that much with a coach. Right? Coaches go all over the place. And this could be that guy. Really could be. And when he is ready to retire, I don't feel like he's going to retire from hockey. He might be retiring from coaching, but it could be one of those things where if he wants to, they create some position for him, you know, in the front office to to do something there to be connected. If he wants to do that, if he wants to retire and say, I'm completely done, I'm just going to spend time with my family, then he'll, you know, he can go down that road if he wants to, <clears throat> but um, I think they they found a diamond in the rough with him, and uh, I don't think they they have any thoughts at all uh, on when his last year might be, uh, because it, this is almost like I, I keep this is this is not there yet, but it will be kind of like you know a Mike Shanahan Denver mm-hmm. Broncos type of thing where he just is given the keys and, and you know, Sakakk and McFarlane will will handle the, the roster side of things. They give him the best possible team to work with, and he makes it work. And I would love just in some you know snarky t- t- kind of way, for him to to never win the Jack Adams because he will go down as the, the, the best coach in this franchise's history. And they always gave the award to somebody else. And there's always an excuse to give it to somebody else except him. It's kind of a joke that he hasn't won it yet. Um, And in some roundabout way, I almost want to keep not giving him the award and keep watching him rise up uh, the ranks of all-time coaches. He's not there yet. He's got a lot of work to do. But, man, is he on on a a path to be a a long-remembered coach in this
1: league. And he could be doing it with one team. I think by the time it's all said and done, I think Jared Bednar will have more pavilion streets and areas named after him within a mile radius of Ball Arena than he'll have Jack Adams. Yeah, one. <laughs> <laughs> so, I
0: I think you know I love his coaching style. He's not. Uh, I from everything I heard, of, like behind closed doors, he gets on his guys. Um, in in public eye, in the public view, when the cameras are on, he's as quiet as a church mouse, as they say. You know, like he he just goes about his business, expects guys to buy into the system and play the system. And if you don't, you're out. You're out. And he and he does it in a very fair way. So love him. Love that he's uh, coaching our team and we'll continue to at least for the next three plus years. Uh, and then the last thing we have to get to is uh, we knew that the the league and Adidas were parting ways. I believe that's after next season, um, and there was all these names getting thrown around. Who are who's league going to go with next? Um, would they go back to Reebok? <laughs> that, I don't know about that. I don't even know if Reebok is still in existence anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, would it go just go to Nike because Nike's got their hands in everything? Would it go back to CCM? That would have been cool. Um, they went the the, the fanatics route. So they already have, you know, a a business relationship with Fanatics. Whenever you order from NHLshop.com, you're ordering through Fanatics. And a lot of people, even after the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup, were posting uh, T-shirts that they got, the hats that had the the Stanley Cup logo on it, where the, the logo is like crooked a little bit. Fanatic, Look, Fanatics has is, is been around for a little while and they have their hands in way more than just the NHL. Probably 99% of the time, they do a fine job, right? But because of the age of social media, when somebody gets something that's not what they wanted, it's going to get posted. Mistakes happen. And I think those mistakes are hilarious. Do I think they're a bad company? No. Clearly, they're not. They're a billion-dollar company. But I think people are not happy with this because – those few things that people have seen uh, of, of, or, of the errors that they've received in shipping, um, it, it just gives a, a, a company a bad look. I think it's hilarious, but is it getting overblown that Fanatics is going to be... And this is a 10-year deal. This oh, is not please. like, hey, let's do like a three or four-year <laughs> deal just to try this thing out. This is 10
1: years. So people are having a field day on social media right now. Chris... I don't know if you know this. I've never bought a Jersey in my life. Don't look behind me. No. Um, Yeah. I will tell you like fanatics, they're affiliated with MLB, NBA, NFL, everything all the way down to WWE. Their shop is now a fanatics brand. (laughs) That's great. So I think the big thing is it's two, it's twofold. They already have this, kind of it's a fast food mentality when it comes to merch and you see that with the errors that are posted it's just filling in fields ship it out there's no Mm. heart there's no passion like a ccm when reebok was there nike and kind of going out of the box when they had like the the helmets and when nike was in hockey there was heart there they tried they tried to push the limits push the envelope Fanatics pushes nothing except mass merch and yeah. to go 10 years and just another sterile lifeless, uh, like honestly, and seeing the reports that Adidas didn't put in a bid, Nike didn't put in a bid because they're getting away from being just in a sport and married to it. They want to be free to experiment. Hmm for it's a land of fanatics is it's probably one of the darker darker moves <laughs> of the NHL it's it's sad and <laughs> honestly i think the big thing is it's just sad
0: I yeah i mean i'm not sitting here like uh you know the jerseys are going to go down the tubes and stuff like that like i'm not i don't feel that way but i but i agree with you with like what is the innovation part like i like that part of yeah. like, you know jerseys and and adidas did that Adidas did a really good job, you know, with the reverse retros, obviously, and and you know the the outdoor uh, jerseys. And, and sometimes people don't like them; they're not all going to be home runs. I get that, but that. So I'm going to take like a wait and see approach with fanatics. But I think like the early the thoughts on it are kind of what you're saying. Like, who? What are they? Are, are they just a, a a drop shipper? Like they they're just there to fill orders. Yep. Like, do they have a team that can? you know, come up with creative ways to push the brand. I don't know that yet. I don't have the answer to that. I want to see, I want to see what they come up with for outdoor games and, you know, winter classic games and stuff like that. And can they do something like reverse, right? Like they're going to put long
1: sleeves on a Broncos Jersey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. So I want to, I want to see where it goes first before I I make a snap judgment, but it is an odd move. I do have to say, and it it is a, a weird move. Uh, you know, Mitchell and Ness was another one that was getting thrown. Around. Oh,
1: that would have made my day.
0: That is like a, a something like that would have been like creative. Like, OK, like let's push the envelope here a little bit. But uh, I think it's a little bit of a questionable move. And, and, and when you're when you're a league that that wants to or I shouldn't say you're a league that wants to. I want this league to be a league that, you know, pushes the envelope and tries different things. And it just seemed like they went for the the easy road. And Fanatics is just there, like yeah, Fanatics, like yeah, we can do that. <laughs> okay, we'll see, we'll see. I'm not gonna just completely bash this, although I had a good, I had a fun time with it on Twitter. Um, we'll see, we'll see where this goes because we are, we are we're, we're we're Jersey heads or whatever they want to
1: call. it. Like honestly, just to wrap it up, the best way to summarize it, it's Fanatics are the suppliers that get to make the jersey. It doesn't feel like it's who wants to make the jersey. Mm-hmm. There wasn't that fight for it. There's no want, fanatics. You want to do this? Fine. There's no want and passion there from the get go, and you can mm-hmm. see that with the fallout from the fan base. We'll see
0: where it goes. Um, all right. Well, where the Avalanche are going to go is back to Ball Arena and face off against the Pittsburgh Penguins. McKinnon's buddy Sidney Crosby comes to town, so he's just going to let him win, right? He's sure. Gotta, yeah. He's got it. Uh, and well, Miko, Miko Rantanen will get to fifty. That is my prediction in this game. Hat trick it up, sir. All right. It's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. For Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I'm Chris Maselling. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, abs, Go!